Today on the Blue Bay Insights podcast, we welcome back Chief Investment Strategist, David Riley. David, what did we learn from the latest meeting of the Fed's Monetary Policy Committee? The Fed did not make any changes to its current policy settings, though it did commit to maintaining, at least at the current pace, its buying of Treasury and mortgage-backed bonds, so implying a monthly run rate of around $200 billion. I think there were three key messages, though, from Fed Chair Powell's press conference. First, that the Fed is wholly focused on getting unemployment back down to pre-crisis levels and will keep providing liquidity and interest rates at zero for however long that takes. It was also evident that as far as the Fed is concerned, inflation is not a worry. Powell also said that the recovery would be a long haul, pouring some cold water on uh, the more exuberant uh, narrative in the market around a V-shaped recovery. And third, he dismissed fears that the Fed is creating financial market bubbles. He said the banking system is strong and the Fed's job is price stability and maximum employment only. Powell made it very clear that he has no intention of preemptive action to tackle perceived asset price bubbles. What do you think of the downside risks to the economic and market outlook? I think that despite the risk off tone over the last day or so, the key underpinning of markets, central bank liquidity and government support remains intact. But economic data will become increasingly important if market expectations for a relatively strong recovery in the second half are to be validated. The just-released estimate of a 20% decline in UK GDP in April is the latest evidence of just how great the economic damage has been from this crisis. But recent high-frequency data is also consistent with the notion that we are likely past the worst and that the month of May will mark the start of recovery in Europe and the US, while incoming data will show a sequential improvement, it's the pace of improvement that will be looked at for signs in terms of the speed and durability of the uh, recovery. I think the biggest downside risk in the near term, though, um, that could shake confidence in the recovery and markets would be a renewed surge in coronavirus cases. Sadly, the number of cases continues to rise globally, especially in some major emerging markets. But I think investors are primarily focused on the US. As the lockdowns are eased, in several US states, the reproduction rate appears to be uncomfortably close to one and may even be moving uh, above one, risking an exponential growth in the spread of the virus. Now, I, I do think that the risk of a renewed lockdown is very low there simply isn't the appetite for uh, a tightening of restrictions on activity, either from uh, the public or the government, as was made explicit by US Treasury Secretary Mnuchin. But a rising infection rate and, and deaths, even without formal lockdowns, will greatly hinder the economic recovery. Consumers will go out less, companies will find it harder to open workplaces, and businesses as well as households will save rather than spend. There there will be renewed outbreaks, uh, but the experience so far is that they have been localised and they have been contained. 
But it is a downside tail risk that I think investors should be uh, carefully monitoring. Last week, we talked a little about recent market developments. What's caught your attention? Well, I think the dash for trash that was led by so-called Robin Hood retail investors with some uh, eye-popping moves in the stocks of even bankrupt uh, companies. Um, And then I think that added to some discomfort amongst the broader investment community around um, the extent of the rally that we saw in in May has been probably the major sort of driver of the sell-off we've seen in the last few days rather than any fundamental news. I I do think that sell-off will be short-lived. I think we're expecting a decline in new issue supply in credit markets and along with evidence of sequential economic growth, I think that will underpin uh, credit and uh, financial markets more generally. As Fed Chair Powell commented, getting out of the current economic hole will be a long haul. And I do still think that at this point in the cycle, um, credit will um, outperform equity on a volatility or risk-adjusted basis. Looking back beyond this week, what has caught my eye has been the weakening of the US dollar and move higher in oil prices. The dollar and uh, oil are two key global macro prices that can have big implications for markets and investor portfolios. The case for a sustained weaker dollar trend is an unwinding of its safe haven premium, the erosion of US exceptionalism as the global economy recovers, and rising US policy uncertainty as the presidential election approaches. As we discussed last week, Alex, the ECB backstop especially for the periphery and the European Recovery Fund, additional German fiscal stimulus, is, I think, pretty supportive of European assets and and, and of the euro. But I still think that the scale of monetary and fiscal stimulus in the US and a fundamentally more flexible economy renders it better place to recover uh, than Europe and the rest of the world. Unless, as we've discussed, there's a resurgence in the virus, which is, I think, a much lower risk in Europe, which has done, I think, a better job than in the US in containing the virus. So I am wary of calling a dollar bear trend. But if that is the regime that we are moving into, it is emerging market economies and emerging market assets that I think will benefit the most uh, in a weaker dollar world. In terms of the oil price, uh, like the dollar, notoriously difficult to forecast, I do think the rally in the oil price from its extreme lows does have some fundamental underpinnings. Uh, The OPEC plus agreement for production cuts was extended last week. There has been a pickup in global demand, notably from China. But the durability of the rally in the oil price, like the evolution of the US dollar, ultimately depends on confidence in the strength of the global economic recovery. And in that respect, I do still think that quite a lot of good news is in the price. So maybe the uh, Robin Hood traders are, are right on them being too cautious. But I think investors should look beyond the near term and acknowledge there's still very great uncertainty around the outlook. Uh, one needs to take risks to generate return. But as a credit investor, it also pays to keep an eye on the downside. Thank you, David. And speak to you next week. Thanks, Alex.
This podcast is issued in the United Kingdom by Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, which is authorised and regulated by the UK Financial Conduct Authority, registered with the US Securities and Exchange Commission and the US Commodity Futures Trading Commission, and is a member of the National Futures Association. This podcast may also be issued in the United States by Blue Bay Asset Management LLC, which is registered with the SEC and the NFA. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Unless otherwise stated, all data has been sourced by Blue Bay. To the best of Blue Bay's knowledge and belief, this podcast is true and accurate at the date hereof. Blue Bay makes no express or implied warranties or representations with respect to the information contained in this podcast and hereby expressly disclaim all warranties of accuracy, completeness or fitness for a particular purpose. This podcast is intended for professional clients and eligible counterparties as defined by the FCA only and should not be relied upon by any other category of customer. Except where agreed explicitly in writing, Blue Bay does not provide investment or other advice and nothing in this podcast constitutes any advice nor should be interpreted as such. No Blue Bay fund will be offered except pursuant and subject to the offering memorandum and subscription materials. The offering materials. If there is an inconsistency between this podcast and the offering materials for the Blue Bay Fund, the provisions in the offering materials shall prevail. You should read the offering materials carefully before investing in any Blue Bay Fund. This podcast does not constitute an offer to sell or the solicitation of an offer to purchase any security or investment product in any jurisdiction and is for information purposes only. No part of this podcast may be reproduced in any manner without the prior written permission of Blue Bay Asset Management LLP. Copyright 2020, Blue Bay. The investment manager, advisor and global distributor of the Blue Bay Funds is a wholly owned subsidiary of Royal Bank of Canada and the Blue Bay Funds may be considered to be related and or connected issuers to Royal Bank of Canada and its other affiliates. Registered trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. RBC Global Asset Management is a trademark of Royal Bank of Canada. Blue Bay Asset Management LLP, registered office, 77 Grosvenor Street, London, W1K3JR, partnership registered in England and Wales, number OC370085. The term partner refers to a member of the LLP or a Blue Bay employee with equivalent standing. Details of membership of the Blue Bay Group and further important terms which this message is subject to can be obtained at www.bluebay.com. All rights reserved.